throughout our life, we make all kinds of connections. From our neighbors to our co-workers, from family members to people we interact with in business every day. What about the connections we make to ourselves? Today, we'll explore the connections that we make and how they define our lives. This is Things Worth Considering with hosts Gord Riddell and Dr. Jan Hill. It's time to listen and learn. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another edition of Things Worth Considering. I'm Gord Riddell, and I'm here with my co-host, the incomparable Dr. Jan Hill. How's your week, Jan? Beautiful. Is it crazy? Busy, crazy. Busy, crazy. Just how I love it. You're getting ready for writing week. Reading week, aren't you? Yeah. 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 Cool. Now, I've got a special guest uh, here with us. Um, she was a guest actually two weeks ago uh, with uh, Linda Kushner when Jan couldn't be here, fulfilling her duties with her students. Um, and Pauline O'Hanlon, she was here with us. And she's back again. Hi, Pauline. Hi, Gord. Hi, everyone. Uh, let me tell you a bit about Pauline. Uh, she's a registered psychotherapist. She's a spiritual director. Uh, she's a faculty member here at Transformational Arts College, and she's also a specialist in teaching manifesting and abundance, and a pro at doing it in her own life. Um, so, Pauline, how did you become so interested in this field? Because uh, it certainly holds a lot of interest for a lot of people. I started board about 25 years ago, actually. A, na- a neighbor gave me a very small outline. So you're a newbie at this. Um, yeah, just. <laughs> Outlining the process. And I used it and I manifest my child continuing in, in private school when I lost everything. Mm-hmm. It wow. perked my interest. And then I started on my spiritual journey. And I started attending workshops, courses, and reading everything on the topic for the last 25 years. And there's a lot, actually. Oh, there's so many, and there's so many past people that people don't even know about. Yeah, yeah, like uh, Hill, Napoleon Hill. Or I thought you meant Dr. Jan Hill here. <laughs> oh, no, oh, no, I mean, no, my great, great, great grandfather. No, yes. My past, no, my past. Yeah. <laughs> really, so uh, people want to manifest for best their best possible life, because this isn't about money. This is about our potential, and, and our, it's a very spiritual concept. It is. It's about abundance, and abundance is not just money. You could be abundant at having many friends. Yeah, absolutely. You could be abundant at people being kind to you. Yes, you could so, have be abundant by having the job exactly the way you wanted it to be. And you could be abundant working at TAC. Yes, you could be. Thank you. Good thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what gets in the way then? I mean, if this is sort of like almost like a birthright, that's certainly what I've read over the years. Uh, it's like a, it's our right to have these things. What gets in the way? What's, why don't we all have it? Everybody gets in their own way. And it's realizing what blocks you create for yourself that you limit your abundance. Are you going to talk about those blocks? I'm going to tell you the whole process. By the time we're finished, you're set to go. Then these things are <laughs> worth considering. Very much All so. right. Uh, so how do you uh, go about releasing these blocks? Uh, well, that's going to be a surprise because you have to listen to the whole podcast, to the whole radio show to find that out. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I just kind of wanted to go to the last page of the book, you know. So, well, we certainly know that, you know, the concept of creating your own reality uh, has been around for quite a while. Uh, people have a little bit of difficulty with that, but certainly from ancient times to now, mystics, scholars, authors, science people have been pondering and writing about how we co-create our reality with the universe. Um, even quantum physics has shown that reality is malleable. Um, in other words, we can shape it ourselves, uh, and that it's our mindset that and we you used to shape it. About that um, a couple of weeks ago about the mindset and how it creates everything in your reality. 
Absolutely. So science is showing the same thing. And right, right. so it's letting us know that we do create our reality with our thoughts. Yeah, even the bad ones. Even the bad ones. Even the bad ones. Because, you know, my, my belief is, is that energy is just energy. And it's our intention. It's what we, we, you know, what we hold that gives it direction. So it's not like there's good energy and bad energy. There just is energy. No, for example, like you can use your energy towards worrying, and then you create what you're worried about. Or you can use your imagination to create what you want. Exactly, exactly. So that's what I mean by energy just is. So the more we ruminate and worry about stuff, that's what's getting all the energy, and that's what we're going to, in fact, actually create. So if you're terrified of getting cancer and all you do is worry about getting cancer, there's a high probability based on the research that that could, in fact, show up in your life. Yes, I think Harvard did some research on that. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just, uh, it, yeah, just some interesting things about what our thoughts uh, do when we control them. You know? Uh, hey, Jan, how you doing? I'm good. Pop in. I will. I, I feel like I'm overriding you here. <laughs> I wanted this I'm a listening. shared experience. How was Valentine's Day? It was good. Yeah, well, yeah. good. I took you for dinner. Yeah, you did. All right. It was yummy. <laughs> I got two desserts. There you go. Uh, so if 95% of our thoughts are controlled, so we're kind of pre-programmed then. Uh, there's got to be a lot of research on that. Yes. I don't know a lot of it. Um, <laughs> Pauline does. Well, you, you, yes. A lot of your thoughts are coming from your belief system, which was created through your family system, through society, through whatever you felt was important enough to take into your belief system. And you create according to that. You cannot go past your belief system. So, for example, if you want to manifest money, you can't be thinking that money is a bad thing and it's not a spiritual thing. It's, it's very the root spiritual. of all evil, you know. Yes, and if you cannot be thinking those things. So you look at whatever in my life is not working. You have to go to your underlining belief and look at what belief system do I have around that that's creating mm-hmm. that? Mm-hmm. A lot of people have a lot of, of issues around money. They don't, they want it and, they, and they, they, it's never enough. It's, it's like they hate it at the same time. Well, they're not going to get it if, if they hate it. Anything they hate, they cannot manifest into their life because the way the system works with the universe is whatever we want in our lives, we have to, first of all, believe we deserve it. And we also have to like it. Um, because, like you said, Gord, earlier, money is an energy. Mm-hmm. It's nothing but a men- energy. It's not good or bad. But if your belief system is that it's bad, you're not going to get it. And it's, you're also not going to get it if you're giving, like, a cross message, like, I really want it and I really hate it. Yes. Uh, that, that kind of dual message just kind of cancel each other out. Like, I really want a red Audi. I want an ed- red Audi. If well, I you see, really do? If I see one on the highway and if I look at the guy and I say you bastard you have my red Audi the red <laughs> Audi is never going to come to me because I'm thinking only bastards drive the red Audi <laughs> I actually have a story about that I did the same exact same thing with a Porsche a number of years ago I there was a, I just wanted this really cute little 911 and every time a 911 would go by me on the highway, I'd go, that's my car, it's coming to me, fueled by joy, fueled by anticipation, fueled by expectation that it would arrive. And sure enough, long story short, I ended up getting one for like like 
practically zero amount of money. Didn't right. run very well, but you know, I had to be more specific. <laughs> it looked good That's in where the I learned to be more specific. It looked great <laughs> in the driveway. Yeah, like if you just put out like, I want a car, I want a car, when you really wanted a Lamborghini and you wind up with a Volkswagen from 1963, you know, you got the car. Yeah, yeah. You can't say anything about that. Be specific. Yeah. The other thing is, is like, you people out in California, I I totally adore Tom Ellis, Lucifer, like he's my kind of man, but (laughs) I can desire him all I want or put out an intention for I want him. (laughs) <laughs> I'm not going to get him because you cannot cross somebody else's intention. And unfortunately, he's already engaged and he has a lovely fiance and I'm <laughs> way too old for him. So you've, you've got you've to also look at that when you're intending something, you can intend it for yourself. But if you are intending it for another person, unless it's the highest and the best for both of you, you're not going to get that either. Sorry. Hmm. No, it's true. It's true. Like uh, it, holding people in in our vision is really kind of a no no, unless you both you know have agreed to, you know, put energy into that happening. Uh, we can't control bringing someone into our life. No. That's just just wrong. But <laughs> but you can say someone like him, but you have to be careful with that too because I I met somebody at a spiritual workshop who wanted Mel Gibson. And she did find somebody who looked exactly like Mel Gibson, but he wasn't very nice. So be very careful because the universe doesn't have a sense of humor. It takes it's exactly exact. what you're asking. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Anything I've I've studied with it, it's so exacting. You know, uh, looks like kind of maybe sort of, just that language doesn't exist. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay, uh, we're experiencing things that jive uh, with our limited perception. Uh, so that you're just talking about our beliefs there when you say limited. We limit ourselves. So when we're not getting something, it's from that we all have our own perceptions. And everybody's perception is different. We could see two things scored the same. Mm-hmm. But we could have a totally different belief system about what we saw. So... Which is what gets in the way of having, for instance, uh, calling up witnesses in, in criminal investigations or yes. even even in, in civil investigations. Uh, is the witnesses, they, their stories change over time. Uh, and, and even though we both saw exactly the same thing, my perception saw ABC, yours saw XYZ. And trying to put that together in a court, court case is rather difficult. So uh, what you do need to do is you need to be very clear The more focused you are on what you want, the easier it is for the universe to give it to you. So you might be saying, oh, I'd love a relationship. But then the next minute you're saying, oh, I don't look really good. I better wait. (laughs) And these thoughts might all come into your mind. But you really want that relationship. Well, the relationship can't come to you because those other thoughts are blocking what you're wanting. So the more focused you get and the more clarity you get on what you want, the easier it is to manifest it. So our thoughts are really uh, another form of energy, aren't they? They are. Yeah, completely. Uh, uh, and, I mean, just the way we think, that's how we give it direction. Well, to think, uh, you have to think on the same vibrational level as what you're asking for. So that has to match your vibrational energy. Exactly, exactly. So that, that intention, the stating the intention, that's having that, that clarity? Absolutely. 
And that's when it exists. When you are very clear about that intention, like I'm not saying I want Tom Ellis. I'm saying <laughs> I would like the highest and the best right, right. for me. And if he looked like Tom Ellis, but was the highest and the best, then it would be really gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you shoot for the high, highest thing. Why not? Yeah, absolutely, why not? Why not? We all deserve it. We all deserve it. Um, so... Uh, give us some, you know, when you talk about attentions, like, what, is that, what does that look like? What, uh, give me some examples. Well, it's really important, like, uh, Greg Braden has written a lot about intentions. He calls it prayer. So you can call it intentions, manifestations, or prayer, whatever language suits you. He has explained, and he is very scientific. I love him by the way, too. Um, <laughs> Attention, Greg Braden. Uh, <laughs> He's married. I already checked him out. Yeah. Oh, you already checked him out. Okay. Yeah. So he has said that we must set our intention as if we have already received it. So how I would start an intention would be, I am already grateful that the love of my life has entered my life and that he perhaps looks like Tom Ellis. <laughs> Okay. So you're you're saying that you've already got it. It's a form of faith. Having faith that the universe has it for you. Now, I'm a very realistic person. So how I've made that manageable in my little mind is I think of the spirit world and I think of that as holding everything in form. Mm-hmm. So it's already there on the spirit side. They're just waiting to give it to me. Is this like beam me down, Scotty? Yes, beam me down, Scotty, <laughs> and do it quicker. Or beam me up, one of the two. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I, I just like, you know, uh, if it's already existing sort of there, it just sounds like, well, let's just beam it down then. Yeah, oh. and, and you have the ability to do that. That is our divine right. That is our divine right. Mm. It also sounds like science kicks in here, too. Absolutely. Science kicks in. Science, uh, quantum physics, has said that if something, if we have to observe something for it to come into form. So when you put your intention out, the way I do for the spirit side, when I put my intention that it's there, then it can come to me because my belief system is that it already exists. Okay. All right. Um, uh, but but doesn't doesn't quantum physics go a little bit beyond that? It, it actually shows that we can we can actually change you know change form and change uh, you know the well I think I said earlier it's like it's malleable. It's kind of like having a, a statue that you can suddenly move the legs and arms around and. I'm not that great on the scientific data like to explain quantum physics. But I like that it goes along with my beliefs. So I take the parts <laughs> that I like. I think the idea is that possibilities collapse into probabilities. Yes. With the thought energy behind them, right? So Thank I think you, that's Jan. That. There you go. Nerd. <laughs> nerd, a nerd moment. I know. Right? <laughs> no, the, the, uh, I think the quantum physics is really important because it, uh, it really it, it supports most of what we're hearing and most of what we're seeing in the whole field of spirituality. Uh, that... You know, things exist that we're not seeing, but it doesn't mean they're not existing. And quantum physics is starting to point towards that. Uh, once we went down past the concept of the atom, uh, lots of, lots happened since then. You know, yeah. So those belief systems. You're creating your reality according to what you believe and you expect. I mean, you can't really get, you know, 
away from not having your parents' belief system. You know, you can go the opposite of it and think you're doing it, but you're still going to wind up in the same place. Because how can we not be our, our culture, our school, our religion, our parents? You know, when we're growing up, talk about malleable. Mm-hmm. Our brain is totally malleable just to absorb all that stuff. But if somebody is self-reflective and they're willing to go deep, they're in therapy, they're reading, they're doing workshops, you start seeing that perhaps some of these belief systems are not serving you. <laughs> How true. How true. When you realize you're really, they've been dating the same person, different name, yeah. different hair color, but the same person basically over and over and over again and getting the same results. And it's that. either your mother or your father. <laughs> yes, it is. Or a combination of both, which is that's really scary. You know, on that note, I think it's a really good time that uh, we look at taking a break here. Uh, so we're uh, uh, going to come back in a couple of minutes after we listen to these messages. I'm here with uh, our guest, Pauline O'Hanlon, and uh, my co-host, Jan Hill, and I'm Gord Riddell. This is Things Worth Considering, and we will be back in just a couple of minutes. on Facebook along with some of the greatest minds of the world and that includes you visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment imagine a place where ancient wisdom and modern research combine to create a non-judgmental dynamic educational environment we believe learning is much more than just theories it is the application of those theories that anchor your learning deep inside yourself Our physical, emotional, intellectual, and spiritual selves are embraced and nurtured, learning how to create an internal balance. This is Transformational Arts College of Spiritual and Holistic Training. Since 1988, we continue our mission of spiritually focused education for all who seek. We offer integrative personal development and professional training in spiritual psychotherapy, holistic health care, spiritual director, coaching, and esoteric studies. We are located in Lawrence Park in Toronto on Young Street, north of Lawrence Avenue. It's easy to get to and harder to leave. Visit our website at transformationalarts.com or inquire at TAC at transformationalarts.com or call us toll-free at 1-888-TAC-SELF. Transformational Arts, bringing body, mind, and spirit together. What makes someone successful in their field? On Transformational Energy Leadership, Dr. Matthew Allen Woolsey speaks to amazing guests who share their ideas, advice, tips, and tricks as to what defines success for them. The result is positive transformation for you. You'll learn that personal energy is the key to make it work, and you'll hear through actual examples how to bring that positive transformation to life. Listen live every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. For so many years, adults and teens have experienced a breakdown in communication. It doesn't have to be like this. Listen for Tools for Teen Transformation with Lily Williams. Coach Lily and her guest will tackle subjects like bullying, self-esteem issues, teen pregnancy, substance abuse, and more. It's all about getting teens and the adults in their lives to think differently. You could save a teen's life. Tune in every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Eastern and 7 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Become a member of VoiceAmerica.com. It's easy and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top. 
Once you've created an account and signed in, you can create your own custom library, opt into our newsletter, search by show, host, guest, or topic of interest, or browse millions of hours of content across all of our Voice America radio channels. Membership gets you more. Visit voiceamerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. We're on Facebook along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to Things Worth Considering with Gord Vidal and Dr. Jan Hill. We'd love to hear from you via email to info at spiritgrows.ca. That's info at spiritgrows.ca. Now, back to Things Worth Considering. Well, welcome back, everyone. Uh, this is Gord Riddell at uh, Things Worth Considering. I'm here with uh, Jan, my co-host, and our special guest, uh, Pauline O'Hanlon from the Transformational Arts College. Uh, so, uh, tell us about uh, the universe. Well, we were talking about before paradigms that would block you manifesting. We talked about money. Um, other things that will block you, say your paradigm is love hurts. Uh-huh. If your experience of love hurting is going to be in your belief system, then all you're going to attract is hurtful love. I thought it's supposed to. <laughs> you <kidding>. want that? <laughs> love is never having to say Starting sorry. Trying to explain a lot of things. <laughs> if you think all wealthy people only think of themselves, then you will meet wealthy people that only think of themselves. True. And then you cannot be a person of wealth if you feel negative towards wealth. Oh, how true is that? Yeah. You have to get, you have to work really hard to get anything. That is a biggie. That is a biggie. It's a huge one for me, yeah. for sure. Yeah. yeah. You have to just be uh, kind of on top and putting it out there all the time. You well, know, uh, I don't think so. If you look at the 1% of the world that's really, really wealthy, that holds all the wealth, they're having everybody else do it for them. Not that I'm saying that's a good paradigm, but <laughs> I'm, I'm saying that you can achieve things if you love what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Then it isn't work. It's passion. And you're happy going to work every day because you're doing what you love. Then you're not really working hard, are you? Well, it's true. You know, I mean, I, I don't feel like this is my job. People say like, oh, you're always working. And I'm like, well... Actually, I'm not. It's, a, it's more of an avocation. It's like a calling. It's what I do. So I don't mind being here a, a lot uh, or, you know, whether I'm working at home or whatever is irrelevant. But, you know, it's, it really is an attitude. Yes. It's, it's a mindset, right? Yeah. Yeah. A degree will get me the job I want. Okay. No. <laughs> um, I've had many clients that have come in um, that uh, are – Pissed off, actually, because they didn't get the job that they thought they were going to get because of whatever degree they got. Right, right. The degree is an opening. To me, a degree shows your employer that you're able to learn. And able to think. And able to think. So you have to go past the degree in your mindset. You have to go past that because learning continues. You just don't get your degree and it's done, wouldn't you say, John? Oh, absolutely. I see this all the time, right, where people think that the degree that they have is, is really going to be the, the thing that gets them the job. And in fact, there's so many people out there with similar 
credentials that ultimately in HR departments, when they're interviewing people, they're really just looking for the person who, you know, if we all have to stay here late on a Saturday, who do we want to work with? Yeah. All the resumes are the same. It's like bing, bing, bing. No, I'm not picking you because you're, you know, mean and I'm not going to pick you because, you know, maintenance. Yeah, you don't yeah. like the same pizza as me or something like, you know what I mean? It's, it just comes down to sometimes very, very just emotional intelligence kind of things. Yeah. Right. So, so. What do you, what do you think in terms of the universe and free will? Because I'm a, you know I know the universe will give me will. I'm just not sure it's free anymore. I think that's a really good point, <laughs> Gord, because there's always cause and effect, right? You do something, there's going to be a result from that. Okay. But uh, it will not interfere with our will. So if we have these belief systems, and we may not even know about them, we may have they're in our, our unconscious. And you have to bring them out of your unconscious. So what I said earlier is a really good point to to say again, is that you need to um, look at the areas of your life that you are not succeeding where you'd like to be at. And then you have to go back and you have to think, what belief system do I have this that's stopping it from coming into my life? And if you do that and go into your subconscious and draw it out, once you flush it out, it's not going to be there anymore. I'll give an example. I went to this crazy workshop on millionaire something or other. And I'm really glad I stayed for one thing. I got one very important thing out of it. And I did not know this was in my subconscious mind. And what it was was that the men in my family can create wealth. And I noticed all the men in our family line are millionaires. I am not a millionaire yet, but um, <laughs> they're, all, they're all millionaires. And I noticed that my daughter, who is just as smart as her brother, had the same mindset. And she goes into nonprofit and he goes into finance. So you can see how a belief system penetrates through the family and creates that mindset, and it's it's not correct information. Nobody told me that. It was what I inherently picked up through the generational work that that I didn't know I was doing in my subconscious mind. Well, I think that's fascinating. He's he's with corporate, and she's in nonprofit. Yes. That I mean, that kind of underlines that one, doesn't it? That's fascinating. Mm-hmm. So, how does that change? Like. I'm thinking about, so this is like one of those Zen cones in a way, right? If you can only bring into existence, if you can only manifest what it is you can imagine, but if you can't imagine it yet, and if you don't know what you don't know, so you don't actually know that you will need to imagine it, then how does change ever happen? It doesn't because then your change is not conscious. It's unconscious change that so circumstances are going to happen to you. You are not the director of your life. The circumstances are. And that's a sad place to be in because you'll get a lot of what you don't want. I'm not saying that you won't get what you want partly, but you won't get everything you want. And why not have everything that you desire? So if you're out there and you keep getting negative stuff and you're like, I really don't want this, but that's the message. That's what you are giving out to the universe, then is it just through like conscious self-awareness, like of actually consciously shifting the patterns of your thought? 
that you can can tackle that it, and it goes down? It's way more than that. And as this continues, we will <gasps> get to those things. Okay. They are very good questions, Dr. Jan. Oh, there we go. Okay. Well, I, you know, I, I've read that you, you want to hold, you know, hold the idea in such a way that it's uh, like in the present moment, as though you already have it in your possession. Absolutely. Yeah? Yeah, that's the first most important point. So it's not, it's not like I'm going to have... It is I have. Uh, could we do a little experimental with the uh, with the people out there that you can do at this very moment to yeah. help yourselves? All right. So I want you to think of one of your heart's desires at this very moment. Close your eyes. Visualize now that you are looking at a stage. You are at the center. You are achieving your heart's desire. How does it feel? Feel those feelings. How does it look? Who is there? See that now before you. What do you hear? Listen to the sounds and words people are saying. Take deep breaths and inhale this feeling into your body. Repeat to yourself, I am successful. There is no other possibility but success for my desire. And now come back to your space, knowing that your desire is already in form and has already been sent to the universe. Okay. I like the idea of being center stage. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Give me that microphone. (laughs) Interesting. So the next step, um, Gord is asking. A lot of people are afraid to ask the universe. God, spirit, whatever you want to call it, they're afraid to ask. They think, who am I to ask that? Well, who are you not to? Marianne Williamson talks a lot about this with Oprah, and Oprah had an aha moment when Marianne said, uh, we are playing it too small. We are not playing how big we can be. Well, she wrote that into Nelson Mandela's uh, inauguration address. Uh, she she helped write that. And she talked about, you know, instead of the idea of putting our light under a bushel, she actually came from a different place and said, your light is already under a bushel. And it's because we're so afraid of how powerful we might actually be. Yes. And, and when Mandela delivered it, it was just spectacular. And we also have to believe we're deserving. That's another part. Now, not everybody has to believe 100%. I feel everybody in the world has some self-doubt. I don't think that there's a person, maybe the Dalai Lama, but I'm not really even sure. Um, <laughs> Let's but, call him. Uh, we'll call him now. Um, <laughs> but I, I do think and I do know um, that you have to feel that you're deserving of this. And you are as deserving as anybody else on the planet. I think that people, though, you know, have a tendency to, to, to uh, use prayer, uh, which is a way of asking, of course, is more like a laundry list. Yes. You know, God, make this happen, make this happen, do this, do this. And, um, you know, I just don't think that it comes across very well in terms of energetically, uh, as opposed to speaking clearly and then be quiet. Shut up and let the universe talk back to you, Absolutely. which is the form of meditation or contemplation. And the way to get rid of that self-doubt is to fill your mind with overflowing with faith. Now, that is not the religious connotation of faith. It is meaning that you trust that the universe is going to give you what you're asking for. You believe it beyond a shadow of a doubt, and you're surrendering 
that what you're asking for, knowing that it's going to, it's already provided. Okay, I mean that that takes faith, you know. I mean, you know, you could say, uh, uh, you know, faith is one word. There's another word like just trust. If you put in an order to the pizza place, you're going to trust that it's going to show up, right? Yes. Well, that's faith. I have faith in the pizza place to bring me my pizza. So it's simplistic. I realize it's fabulous. But but if you (laughs) can put that faith into, I know it's coming. Um, I, I can give an example of what how I did. I've manifested huge things. I manifested my home that I have now. I, as you know from my past um, appearances, I lost everything. And I got that little pamphlet from the woman. And I started doing what was on the pamphlet. I don't even know where it was from. And I started saying, I already have my townhouse. And I said where I wanted it, everything. And all of a sudden, I got a call. And I was told by a friend that was in real estate, oh, they're allowing people to use their RSPs to, to be first home buyers. And I was able to do that because I lost everything. So all of a sudden, I could purchase a townhouse. And then, of course, my brother, who has developed her, he helped too. He um, didn't want me buying where I was buying. And so he was um, uh, presenting some uh, townhomes where I now live. And I bought the townhouse when I really didn't feel I'd ever have the money to do that again. But I feel it was my prayers that the universe opened up. Now, I'm not saying that action isn't involved. It is. Can you, just for our international listeners, explain what RSPs are? What Um, what does that mean? I don't know what they're calling this in America. Like They're like savings that you save up for retirement, but you're not allowed to take them out till you're a certain age. Or you pay all the taxes on it. Yes. Right, okay. Just, just make sure that, you know, whether people are in Australia or Thailand, uh, that they're going to be uh, understanding what you meant by that. Okay. Uh, so, uh, what about what about in terms of, you know, it's not just about seeing it. It's about feeling, you know, feeling the experience. If you don't feel, you can do a hundred million vision boards. You can do a hundred million lists like what you were talking about, your list that you were saying to God. Yeah, yeah. You can do all of that and it will never appear. Your grocery Be- list. Yes. Because <laughs> everything is connected to feeling. Your feeling is the most important component. So that's why when we did the experiential meditation there, I asked you to imagine with your feelings what it would feel like when you got it. You have to have the emotion that you've received it. Well, that's also, you know, we have to have an emotion. The stronger our emotions are, the, the stronger our memories are. You know, the, the things that actually go into our memory is, is impacted by whether we felt something about it or not. So the more we laughed or the more we cried or the more angry we were, uh, those are what give us memories, actually. So this is almost almost creating like a future memory. Absolutely. In some way. Absolutely. Uh, 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 An exercise I like to do with my clients is I like them to write their story up to the present moment in the past tense. And then I want them to create what they want in the future as if they've already received it. And that is a very, very powerful exercise if you want to try that at home. It creates for you what your future will look like and what you will have it. And you are doing it with faith because you are writing as you've already received. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, that's powerful. I know for me, like, as I'm listening to you speak, I'm thinking of 
just sometimes when it's like it is, it's like the pizza delivery guy, right? There's been things that I just know in my life are coming to me, right? You just know. And I do this with animals a lot because you know I, how I love animals, mm-hmm. right? Every dog I've ever had, every cat I've ever had, I already felt like they'd visited me. Like we'd already had a connection somewhere along the line. And then I just go, oh, there's the one for me. And out of, you know, 400 cats at the Humane Society, oh, that's the one. And, you know, it's that thing where you don't question or you don't doubt, right? And sure enough, it turns out to be the exact one that you needed, that I needed in that moment in my life, right? Um, And then I think of other times when work, 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 want, 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 and longing, 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 right, for something. And that's not the energy that brings what it is you're longing for. Longingness is about loss and emptiness. That's right. Absolutely. And you know the energy is bringing in right now? Messages. We We have to take a break here. Uh, This is, I'm here with my guest, uh, Pauline O'Hanlon and Dr. Dan Hill. I'm Gordon Dell. This is Things Worth Considering, and we'll be right back on The Voice of America. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Imagine a place where ancient wisdom and modern research combine to create a non-judgmental, dynamic educational environment. We believe learning is much more than just theories. It is the application of those theories that anchor your learning deep inside yourself. Our physical, emotional, intellectual, and spiritual selves are embraced and nurtured, learning how to create an internal balance. This is Transformational Arts College of Spiritual and Holistic Training. Since 1988, we continue our mission of spiritually focused education for all who seek. We offer integrative personal development and professional training in spiritual psychotherapy, holistic health care, spiritual director, coaching, and esoteric studies. We are located in Lawrence Park in Toronto on Young Street, north of Lawrence Avenue. It's easy to get to and harder to leave. Visit our website at transformationalarts.com or inquire at TAC at transformationalarts.com or call us toll free at 1-888-TAC-SELF. Transformational Arts, bringing body, mind, and spirit together. When you learn to see things from a spiritual perspective, it changes the way you see virtually everything in your life. Listen for Dr. Paula Joyce and her program, Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. Our program will help you get rid of the negative aspects of your life and invite love, joy, and prosperity into your life. Turn that negative feeling into a positive one. Tune in to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit, every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. The White House Doctor Makes House Calls. Listen every week for House Calls with Dr. Connie Mariano. Dr. Connie has served as the White House physician under three U.S. presidents. Now she joins the Voice America Empowerment Channel to help you enrich yourself physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Our guests will include professionals from a variety of fields who will bring you tips that you can apply to your own life. Listen for House Calls with Dr. Connie every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. 
plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite hosts. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Things Worth Considering with Gord Vidal and Dr. Jan Hill. We'd love to hear from you via email to info at spiritgrows.ca. That's info at spiritgrows.ca. Now, back to Things Worth Considering. Hi, welcome back to uh, Things Worth Considering. Uh, we've just come back from a break, and we're here with uh, our special guest, Pauline O'Hanlon. So, Pauline, you were wanting to talk about the emotional guidance system. Yes, we have a scale within us, within us that is a perfect tool to assess where our feelings are at. It shows our emotions from the most empowering ones to the ones that are totally powerless. Really? Yeah. Okay. And is you, this like a rule book? Because I, I keep looking for one. I'm it like, is a it. rule book, actually. Is it? Yeah, yeah it's Pauline O'Hanlon's rule book. <laughs> <laughs> I was in line getting something else, I think, and I forgot to get that one. Well, what it's saying is that the closer you are to your true self, the better you feel. Mm-hmm. You feel happiness, you feel joy, you feel love. At the other end, you feel completely powerless when you feel depressed, unworthy, afraid, mm-hmm. all of those emotions. Now, do remember that no emotion is negative because we mu- we're human and we must feel all of them. It's how long we stay in them. So uh, a really good book that I have found to be one of the best out of all the research I've done is called Ask and It Is Given by Esther and Jerry Hicks. And the reason why I like this book so much is that it explains the emotional scale, but it goes one better than that. It actually tells you how to get out of the state. There are activities in it. So if you are depressed, which would be at the very lowest end of the scale, there are activities to do in that book that will help you. Okay. Do you ever notice that when you're really depressed, everything seems to go? And you're thinking, what the hell? (laughs) What is going on? The reason for this is, is that because you are vibrating at a very low energy level at that point. And so what you are doing is attracting everything in that energy level. So if you want your manifestations to come about... You have to bring your emotional level up to the higher octave emotional scale, which would be joy, happiness, all of those ones that I'm talking about. Because you cannot bring into your life your desire when you're depressed, because all you're going to bring into your life are things associated with depression. But it's really difficult for someone who who is depressed, like not to find anybody wrong. It sounds like... Like, uh, well, if you, if you you can stop being depressed as soon as you just lift up your, your energy. And that's a hard thing for okay. someone who's depressed. But that's why this book is really good. Because okay. it has the scale. So the next um, promotion, let's say, from depression would be anger. So that is why when somebody, somebody is angry and they're getting their anger out, never tell them not to do that. 
because it's actually a better state of being than being depressed. Well, it could be more empowering. You know, Absolutely. When I've worked with clients and they're in a, an abusive situation, if they go to depression, they almost have this melancholic, it wasn't so bad. And they end up going back, which is horrific. Whereas if I keep them really angry, they will not go back and they'll you know, begin to move forward from that place. So anger, anger can be one of those things that we actually use in a very, very smart way, too. Absolutely. We so, know it is being destructive for most of us. I know, but anger has different levels. And as long as it's not raging at somebody, um, maybe your therapist, uh, <laughs> that Never. would be okay. Um, but, uh, you know, it's it much. It's a much better level than being depressed. And that's why I like the book, because it helps people get past. They can open up to what state they're in. There's There's a chart showing you all of the states. And you can look, where am I? What do I need to lift up to the next right. level? And I think that that's a, an action plan of how to do it. And if we have an action plan, then we're better prepared. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, it's when we feel that we don't have any choices whatsoever. Uh, you know, there's nothing more debilitating to humans, I think, than thinking that they don't have a choice, period. Even if... You know, in fact, I mean, the studies have shown, and I can't name the study, uh, that if we have too many choices, in fact, that's really bad for us. That's Barry Schwartz's stuff. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Paradox of choice. Yeah, I knew yeah. you would know that. <laughs> nerd <laughs> moments. We love nerd moments. Read another book. Um, but I just think that is so true. It's like when you go to these restaurants and there's like a hundred items on it, and it's like, can I get you something? It's like, um, I haven't got past the first page yet. So that's why it's really important to create a mental image of what you want, a mental picture in your mind. Hold the picture tightly and never permit it to fade from your mind. Your mind will seek to develop this picture for you. Your subconscious will aid in bringing it to you. Don't build up any obstacles. Don't even go there. (laughs) Resist thoughts and feelings need to change to be believable. So, for example, I, I'm not really great at golf, but I there there is a guy, a younger guy, that won uh, the Masters. And when he was being interviewed, I found it fascinating because the re- uh, interviewer said, are you a little bit nervous, inter- me interviewing you? And he said, no. And she said, how come? And he said, because I went to, um, we call it Value Village. It's kind of a store where you can get things secondhand. I went to this kind of outlet and I bought a green jacket. And when I was in university, I put that jacket on every day. And I said, I was interviewing by you. You were in the mirror. And so this isn't frightening for me. Now, do you think it's a coincidence that he had that in his imagination and that he actually brought forth winning the Masters. I don't. Right. And Kate, you know Kate, Princess Kate? Mm. She, well, she kind of stalked William, but we won't go there. And <laughs> she put up a huge picture of William in her dorm. And on this huge poster, she wrote, My Prince. I know a lot of people did that here in town, and I'm sorry, it didn't work for them. Well, they're doing it for you, Gord. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) Good one. Uh, (laughs) I was sure it said well on it. Anyway, (laughs) well not. Okay. (laughs) 
so the other the other part that we didn't talk about is giving and receiving. This is a huge part because by giving, we open the way of receiving. So what's included in this is something called gratitude. So if we're always thinking of what we don't have and don't appreciate what we do have, we will not get it into our lives. Gratitude will shift you automatically to a higher frequency and you will attract much better things. At the end of each night, I have a little stone that students actually here gave me that says gratitude on it. I hold the stone and I think of five things during the day that I am grateful for. It might be just somebody smiled at me or said a nice thing to me. Today I'm grateful because Gord wrote a really nice introduction for me and I really appreciate that. So that will be one thing I will say tonight with my stone. And I have found since I have done this, my life has changed. There's a really good book on that. Um, The lady that did The Secret, Rhonda Burns, she has written uh, a book on manifesting. It's called The Magic. Yeah, sorry, not on manifesting, on gratitude. It's called The Magic. That book changed my life. It changed relationships. It changed the energy between relationships. um, And it's not a very expensive book. Gratitude is just so, I mean, it's just so important. It, it, it actually helps people to come out of depression, uh, helps people to step into their own life. And most people, because of the negative biases of our mind, which we've talked about in the show, uh, we have a tendency to see what we don't have. You know, I don't have enough of this, enough of that. To stop at that place and say, I'm really, you know, grateful and, and to actually feel that mm-hmm. gratitude of you know, the friends in my life, the whatever material things. But just today, what am I grateful for? That's a very different place to come from. It's also very malleable. Like it's one of the most, I think it is actually the most malleable signature strength skill that they mm-hmm. have. Like uh, um, Marty Seligman's stuff is all, I think they've got 24 different signature strengths. And gratitude is the one that in, in positive psychology mm-hmm. that is perceived as being the most malleable. So in, in terms of interventions with clients, just asking somebody who comes in and their even their DNA is depressed, right? Like asking them uh, to just consider gratitude and to raise that vibration a little. You can have pretty amazing results fairly fairly quickly, actually. Yeah. It really. Uh, and this is scientific, right, yeah. Jen? Yeah. 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 Yeah, you know, uh, well, it wasn't a Deepak Chopra. He said that gratitude opens the door to uh, uh, our power, to wisdom, and the creativity of the universe. Yes, because if we're putting out what we're thankful for, we're going to get more. We're going to be able to receive. So you open a space Mm. for the universe to give it to you. I think that there's another piece that goes along with gratitude, though. It's also a forgiveness. Oh. Because we ride ourselves pretty bad. But the thing about forgiveness is, let's be clear, I have to write a book on this, but the (laughs) thing is, is that forgiveness, we're not condoning the behavior. We're not saying um, that we even, we're, we're even letting it go. We're saying that that energy we want out of our way, out of our body, out of our hearts, because when that energy leaves, it allows the universe to give you more energy back. And again, Marianne Williamson has spoken about this, and she said that the universe will never allow anyone to take anything from you. 
Now, that can seem a bit, well, maybe I'm not sure about that. But what she means is that the universe is holding for you in spirit, in form. Whatever has been taken from you, they want to give back to you. But unfortunately, they're not able to give it back to you if you've got so much bitterness and resentment and all of those things inside your heart. There's no space for the gift to come to you. Mm-hmm. So to me, um, my book will be called um, Forget Forgiveness. I actually had a, a bigger, harder word in front that I won't say. But let's say Forget Forgiveness, Release. So if you can just release the person who has harmed you in any way and just say, you know what, bye-bye, I I don't want you in my life anymore, you've taken up way too much space, and just release them and let them go, then you've opened up that space for all of your good to come to you. Plus, they're not even thinking about us, let's be truthful here. We're wasting our time thinking about them. That is so true. Yeah, so yeah. what I hear and what you're saying is basically we decide we get when we give ourselves closure, right? We decide for ourselves when something's over, yes. like yep. in a relationship or something, and somebody's rejected you. Well, okay, that's what they did, but now what are you going to do, which is you get to choose if you're going to stay in that energy and feeling entrapped by their response or whether you're going to say, nah, okay, bye. Or feeling a victim. Done. Yeah. Like you've been victimized. You know, that so kind of heads us right into that, that mindset. Well, when you're when you're in the victim mentality, you're never going to manifest. No, mm. no, because, never. Because when you're in a victim's mentality, you're always blaming somebody else. Yes. And until we stop blaming, that's probably one of the biggest learnings for anybody. Uh, we, until we stop blaming anybody and everybody, and take that responsibility for ourselves, it says, "How do you want your life to look like?" We're not going to get very far. Only love is real. There's only two two emotions really. Everything else comes under it love and fear. Only love is real. Fear is imagined. So, And where love is expansive, fear is contracting. Absolutely. It pulls all of our energy way inside. It's almost like the person disappears. So when somebody, here's a big spiritual thing for you. When, when spiritual, uh, when people behave unlovingly, they have forgotten who they are. They have fallen asleep to the divine within them. Yeah. Yeah, I believe that. I believe that. You know, that's a really nice place to end, actually, because we want to wake up that divine, don't we? And everybody. (laughs) I want you all to be blessed with abundance. Exactly. You know, the uh, uh, speaking of waking up, uh, if you're in the Toronto area uh, tomorrow on Friday, the 22nd, uh, we invite you to uh, come on out to our uh, Compassion Healing Circle it's uh, free of charge. It's donation only at 3300 Young Street, which just happens to be the location of the Transformational Arts College. Uh, and we'd love to have you come. I'll be giving a lecture and uh, uh, some great people doing energy work to uh, lift us up out of these places. Uh, we, uh, we want to thank you so much, Pauline, uh, for coming and gracing oh, us with your it. presence. Uh, I learned lots and, and gives me lots to keep thinking about forever and ever. Uh, I figure I'm forever the student. So, uh, Jan, of course, it's always wonderful that you're here. Thanks. 
Thank you. Thank you. I've so exactly. enjoyed it. Yeah. So next, uh, our next uh, show, uh, we're going to have uh, uh, David Bryan. Uh, he's written a book uh, on uh, the abundant soul, which is really fascinating. It's a nice extension from here. Uh, so he'll be with us next. And uh, uh, we uh, are here. It's This is uh, Things to cons- uh, Worth Considering. Uh, we'd like to uh, let you know that you can get a hold of Jan and I at info at spiritgrows.ca. If you have any questions, if you have any experiences, if you'd like to be in touch with us, please do info at spiritgrows.ca. Otherwise, I wish you a very great week. And uh, as we're moving towards spring here in the Northern Hemisphere, which is wonderful, and uh, please let it warm up soon. Um, And we thank you all for tuning in to us. Bye now. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning into Things Worth Considering. Please join your hosts, Dr. Jan Hill and Gord Riddell, for another edition next Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. This week, think about the connections in your life and how they define who you are. 